Building a civilization dedicated to human security, human progress, and human happiness is a frontier we've never explored. This is Shift of Power, and these are the episodes of a podcast promoting nonviolent revolution through ongoing, sustained, direct action and civil disobedience, seeking new means and methods to disrupt the system and explore strange new ways to overthrow an increasingly oppressive government. Our extended mission is to expose the illusion of capitalism, break through the conditioning, and convince you that we as working class have more issues in common than not. To boldly demonstrate the power and possibilities when the working class of the world are unified and organized like no people have been before. It is time for us to stand up together as humans, for humans. Shift Shift of of power. power. Working class of the world, unite now. Misery is the river of the world. Everybody row. Everybody row. Every day, every week, no matter what you do, shit just keeps piling on. And you just keep shouldering the weight. Guess what? It is the same for all of us working class and working poor. No matter how you voted, whether you own a gun, whether you think queer people should be able to get married or even exist, you let all this stupid shit I just mentioned, plus more stupid identity shit, divide you and make you think that some other struggling, working schmuck is the cause of your pain and misfortune. Identity and personal preferences are insignificant and even irrelevant, especially in relation to your health care, your education, your housing, and all the other basic needs for a productive, active life. Our current capitalist system offers but does not provide. You know, just so long as you allow personal petty, political, religious, or social differences to keep you from uniting with your fellow working class is precisely how long you will suffer and remain enslaved. You, that is we, do not have to live like this. We can actually choose to do something different. We can choose to stop cooperating with this system then create and design a completely new and truly different economic and social system. Working class of the world, unite now. Shift of power. Educating, instigating, and agitating for nonviolent revolution using ongoing, intensifying direct action and civil disobedience. This episode, I'm going to continue disabusing you of the idea that Democracy is now, or ever has been, operant 
in our United States government. Last time, I showed that our nation does not meet any of the five dictionary definitions for democracy. Now I turn to the question of whether the framers of our U.S. Constitution made sure that democracy was enshrined, codified, within the controlling legal document of these United States. The answer is no. Okay, next episode I'm going to delve into what? What? The answer is no. The wealthy Caucasian men who debated and constructed our U.S. Constitution did not enshrine or codify democracy or even representative democracy within the four corners of our U.S. Constitution. Oh, I see. I should probably provide some facts and evidence for saying that. No problem. Again, back to the beginning. In the preamble, the introduction of our U.S. Constitution, the 56 wealthy landholding and slaveholding aristocratic elite that constructed our controlling legal document included a more perfect union, justice, domestic tranquility, defense, general welfare, and liberty as the motivation for establishing the Constitution. Now, I don't know about you, but I did not hear anything about democracy as one of the compelling reasons. Did you? Now, let's look inside the four corners of this document, see if we can find a democracy Easter egg. The first and most obvious evidence that creating a government, society, and nation based upon democracy was not a huge priority for our so-called founding fathers is who could participate as a candidate or as a voter. The requirements for either were that one had to be male, Caucasian, and a landowner, which means that in our first presidential election, only 6% of the population was eligible to vote. How's that for democracy? U.S. Senators were chosen by state legislatures, not citizens, until 1913. Another excellent example of democracy. The overwhelming majority of the people living in and around our original 13 states were not only prevented by the law of the land from participating in any form or fashion in our budding new anti-democracy, but were not relevant enough to even be taken into consideration. Individual Negro slaves weren't even physically counted as one human being, only three-fifths of a person. And Native Americans, while not officially addressed in our Constitution, were generally viewed as something akin to subhuman. The original text of our U.S. Constitution has no relation to, or even familiarity with, democracy. In spite of the lofty goals and ideas expressed by its opening lines, our Constitution was ultimately imposed upon our population. For the same reason, all governments are formed to put the existing power elite firmly in place with an established, enforceable legal framework. Peter Joseph has pointed out in his work, The New Human Rights Movement, Reinventing the Economy to End Oppression, Ben Bella Books, 2017, that the economist and sociologist 
Thorsten Veblen, concluded that a constitutional government is a business government. Please, it is very important that you come to realize and understand that our government and our nation is about the service and protection of property and business interests, not the people. And it's always been that way. The very fact that money is speech and corporations are persons should be enough evidence for all of you to know that democracy is not present or active in our government or our society. Working class of the world unite now. No, I think the bottom line is that if you think democracy is the way to go, and I believe that most of us do, then you're going to have to join together and make one happen. But we cannot even begin to think seriously about designing, creating, and constructing a genuinely new and different economic and social system until we disrupt, dismantle, and destroy the current corporate captured and controlled establishment. Our present system cannot be fixed or modified or tweaked because it is not broken. I know. Most people say and think that if only we did this or that, it'd fix all this shit that's going wrong in our economy. It will not. This system that literally dominates and controls every waking moment of our daily lives is functioning pretty much as it was designed and is expected to function. And that is precisely why nothing substantial for us, the people, ever passes Congress. I mean, the few times in our history when the pressure from citizens became strong enough and there was a likely possibility of internal revolt that caused the Congress and President to enact something for us has been attacked and revoked over time. Our government is not separate from our corporations and financial institutions. It is a vested interest. Now, I believe that I have sufficiently demonstrated that our United States government is not now, nor has it ever been a functioning democracy. And it has never qualified as a representative democracy. If we lived in a real democracy, or even a genuine representative democracy, we would not be living with such suffering, sickness, personal hardship, and oppression as we currently are. Listen, your neighbors and fellow working class are not your enemy or the problem. Our enemy is the system, the establishment, and the oligarchs. Working class of the world, unite now! Next time, Shift of Power will begin to dig into the bullshit of capitalism. Please leave any thoughts or comments in the comment section. Share this if you'd like. Thank you for being here and taking the time to listen. I'll talk with you again soon. Give peace a chance and get ready for a shift of power.